You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Welcome to another episode. He's back again. I've never, I've always heard the term. It's an emergency podcast. Whenever I listen to a show and I've, I've always been like, what's an emergency podcast. This is an emergency podcast because something happened to you and it's miraculous. I mean, it's unexplainable. I mean, can you explain it? Well, not yet. Um, I've been, um, I've got to go to a, a, a top specialist now because they, the opticians haven't got a clue. They just they've never seen anything like it ever. It's absolutely bizarre, to be honest. They've never, ever. I never, like I, I never even thought that, like, I never even bothered to ask. I didn't know you had an issue with your eyes. I mean, we were just chatting about uh, bog iron sights for people, his first episode. And then what, so what exactly happened? Can you walk me through, like, when did it start seeing like it coming back? When did? Well, it, it, it happened when I was 11. I was a child and um, a firework was thrown and it blew up in my eye. And um, that caused that that caused a, um, a, blood, a huge blood clot behind my eye, which they couldn't move. But because of the blood clot and the pressure, they had to put a net behind my eye so my eye wouldn't collapse, you know, so I wouldn't need a, a, a glass eye or a patch. Now, when you were 11 and that firework exploded in your eye, now, did you immediately lose sight? Did you not have anything yeah. there? Okay. That was it. That was it. I lost sight then. And the uh, the, the, the operations I had in the, the 18 months um, after that were um, to, 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 all, all to save my eye, not, not the sight, but to save my eye from collapsing. And did they tell you right off the back that you weren't going to have any vision in that eye ever again? Yeah. Uh, and that was a top a top optician, uh, a, a surgeon called Mr. Pierce. Even then, I remember his name. He was a top top guy. But I've been told since I've never because every time I go for an eye test, you know, to, for me good eye, uh, I say any chance of getting that away, you know, with lasers and that, and they just go no, you can't do it because of a net. Yeah. When did when did you accept that? Like, because that has to be like a long, that probably took a long time for you to accept that you're never going to see out of that eye again. Well, when you're young like that, you get, you, you don't realize you, you just seem to get, you just get on with it. You've got to, but it, it is, a, it, people don't realize because it looks quite normal. You, you, you don't realize, but the likes of, if I throw um, a tennis ball basically in the air, and try and hit it with a tennis racket. The chances where I wouldn't get it because you need two eyes to to the depth perception. The light. Yeah. Well, now I can do it perfectly every single time. Boom. Is that what you did when you like you discovered yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, and, you... Then I, and then I walk. Around. I've been walking around everywhere with my hand over my good eye. Yeah. Okay. So. For people listening, I would I, I had reached out to you telling you your episode was going to go up. You're like, cool, I'll, I'll share it when it comes up. Thanks. And then I, I went to message you back about like information I needed for the episode and I never heard anything. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just have to post like, you know, what I know about you, what's on your bio and things that I can find. And then next thing I know, you send me this message. Crazy things have happened. I've got my site back and I'm like, what? And then like you should send me an article that you were published in. And then now you're show, if you want to show up the newspaper to the viewers out there that are, you know, listening and stuff like that. You you're you were in an article in a newspaper now, too. And you got your vision back after 50 years where I'm like, how does that even did you get a headache or something? And you woke oh, up nothing. and your eye came back. Absolutely nothing. When as it started to come back, when I was talking to you last time, right on that on that Monday. Well, like, I'm not Jesus, talking, so <laughs> I know it's but coincidental, obviously. But did you notice I was moving my head around and a bit? I thought you were well, trying that, to look at me with your good eye was, or something. Yeah, I was. I was also catching light that I'd never. I thought that's strange, you know. And so I was trying to concentrate on the two things and like that was. And that's why I was moving my head a little bit because, and then by the Wednesday morning, Tuesday night, to be honest, 
I could see. I, I never even, I thought I was imagining it. Went to bed Tuesday night, woke up Wednesday morning, and I thought I was in the back bedroom where the sun comes up because it was so light, and I thought, this is odd. And then put my hand over me good eye and could see. Not, when I say see, I, I need glasses yet, but they said let it settle a little bit. And I need glasses, but I can walk around, drive my car, which before that, I couldn't say anything. When I, do you, now, do you have kids? Yeah, yeah, I've got uh, two lads and a little girl, well, a, a young lady girl. <laughs> she's about 24. Like, he's still keeping calling me little girl, but she's 25. What, what was their reaction to you saying that you have sight in that eye now? Yeah, um, it's amazing. Just unbelievable. They were saying, you sure? I said, yeah. Because they were that used to, to me. Like, if, if if I was sitting here like you and, come, and, and my daughter would come up to the, the, the right of me, I wouldn't see it. Because I've got, you know, if you put your hand over your right eye, you can't see anything past there. I wouldn't see it, but I can see it now. I see everything. See, now you get to discover the tactics they use their whole life to get past you by just hiding in your blind part. And now they, now you see, like, I can see it. Did they test you at all? Did they be like, how many fingers am I holding up? Cover your eye? I've oh, had all that, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, wow. Wait, so you couldn't, you couldn't drive with one eye, so that means now you can drive again. No, you were allowed to drive with one eye. Um in this country that's okay that's i didn't know that <laughs> that scares that's that's crazy yeah because that's all you have to do in this country to pass it for your eye test in, in a driving and a the driving test is to uh um distinguish a number plate from about 20 30 yards well i can do that with one eye with, with just a one eye you know now, now, now. So, so you said during the podcast, your eyes, you started seeing light out of it. Now, was that like that even when you went to bed? Were you constantly seeing eye, like light or was it just little glimmers? And then Tuesday night when you were like your vision came back, like what was that feeling as well, too? Like what was the first thing you did? I Tell me you didn't just go outside and hit a, a tennis ball. You did something. Oh, like, no, like no, sunset. no, no. I, I went to, I, I thought this, this is you know, there's something strange here, you know. So I went to bed, went to sit, got up in the morning and I could see. So the first thing I've done was walk around the house and the garden and everywhere with me, me hand over the good eye. <laughs> just, to, just, you know, and I keep doing it now just to make sure I can still see, but I can. Does it feel like a dream in a way that it's now yeah. coming back up? Because I couldn't imagine all those no, years it, without it. It's not, it is like, it, it's very... Odd. I'm giddy, if you know what I mean. It's yeah. It's 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 because I like to go fishing, and it's always been difficult to see me float on flight. But now, I'll be able to see it. It's not, I haven't got a problem. Did you shout it to the rooftop? Like, what was the first thing you did? Like, who was the first person you told your family? Obviously, I didn't tell anyone at first because I didn't believe it. So, um, the first person I told was was my wife, and she just said, Are you sure? "I said, yeah." And then I said, I'm going to ring the optician up because I was a bit worried. I thought, is this the calm before the storm? You know, sudden, you know, so I thought, you see, I've got a net behind my eye to keep my eye, like I said, and, and the clot, this huge blanket clot called, was between the net at the back of my eye and the back of my eye, like in a little cage. Do you understand? Yeah. Well, it's not there no more. And... They had they have my records and the and the video records of me from two years ago from 2019, and they compared them for me together. The two opticians now, and um, they compared them to them. They said, "What's happened here?" That on one on the on the 2019 video, it's just a blank screen, like behind you. That's it. On the, this one, it was just light again. And they said, what we can't understand, they said, is that it's still the clots disintegrated, which it can't do. And if it has disintegrated, where's it gone? Because it can't go anywhere. <laughs> what, um, what do you, what, in your mind, though, I'm not asking from what the scientists or what the medical people have thought it would be. What do you think it was? I haven't got a clue. I'm not, I'm not a, a, a a religious person. I don't Neither believe in miracles. So what I'm I'm hoping 
it, something's caused it, something's made it right, something. So hopefully if these top opticians, the doctors, find out what it is, it might help other people in the same situation. If they can't find out what it is, I can't, well, if the, if the professionals can't understand it, I certainly can't. And I, there's nothing, I don't feel, no, I just don't know. Do you think that, I don't know. Did, did you change anything of your daily routine the day that nothing. we talked? No, nothing. Absolutely nothing. I've had, I've had no bangs on the head. I've had no falls. I've had no t- t- medication. That's the Absolutely. weirdest thing in the world. It's the straight. Well, that's what the, the, the opticians even asked me if they could take a video through the machine of my eye, right? With the camp, because they said, we'll never see this again. And asked me if they could do it and took the video of the eye. And obviously, they took the video of the old, the old, um, the 2019 records. And uh, they said they'd never seen, never seen anything like it. These are opticians. Medical opticians go to university. That's yeah. It's, my thought is like uh, that feeling of not seeing out of that eye for so long and then getting it back. I mean, is do you still have that fear in the back of your head that it could be just you blinking and then it won't work again? Well, I keep putting my hand over my good eye just to make sure, but see you. That's not uh, how many fingers am I holding up out of your good eye? I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna change it. <laughs> uh, uh, right, out my good eye, <laughs> two, three, and four then. Now, do it again. Three, two, two. Not far off, though. Hey, man, you got to train it back. It's been not used for 50-something years. Well, this is what well, I'm... The optician said, we, I, I said, well, can I get glasses? I'll be able to see, you know, for, for prescription glasses. I'll be able to see normal. And he said, let's, let's see if it settles down for a little bit. See what this top guy's got to say and then go for that. But then I'll be able to see perfectly. You can see 3D movies now because they can need the red and the blue well, on each side. Exactly. I've never ever seen <laughs> one in my life. Believe it or not. I've never seen, well, I, I, I used to fire um air rifles, you know, target shooting. Mm-hmm. And so you can't shoot with me with my right hand, which I'm right-handed, because you look down the site with your right eye. So I couldn't do that. So I had to learn to shoot with my left hand, which I, which I'm quite good at. But even after 50 years, right, because I had to go last night, I'm still better with my right hand, even after 50 years. So it just shows you that it's natural to be right hand. You can do it with the left hand, but suddenly, as soon as I can see, I can, it, it, I'm better. Is there anything that you're planning on? I mean, well, before I even get to that question, what I know you're not a, you, you told me way before we even decided to do a podcast and before we got down to actually recording that you are not a camera person. You're not any of this stuff. And next thing you know, I'm seeing an article written up about you. And I'm like, the man is so ecstatic. He doesn't even care. He's going to get right in no, front no, of you. I, I don't care. It's amazing. It, 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 well, it doesn't happen, does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't happen to people you know, never mind yourself. Things yeah. like that. I, I, I'm trying to think of like a possible because there's a thing called um, they've done studies about people's brain tissue healing back after being around like positive energy or just being around good things. And I'm not religious at all, but there's been plenty of studies of people that began to walk again from just having like overall like where their nerves and their brain start firing off all just because they're releasing stress or something like that. I'm like clots are just their their blood that gets stuck somewhere, you know, blood clots are just like is that could be, that be like just from expressing yourself or just opening up or just doing something different that's able to release a little bit of stress that might have cleared it a little bit? I just can't explain any rational way. When you sent me that message, I was like, congratulate. Like, I didn't even know you were blind in one eye, but at the same time, I that's insane how after 50 years, it just all came back. 51 years on November the 5th. Which is bonfire night over here. Fifty-one years this November. <laughs> That's nuts. Like, do you ha- do you have plans for anything that you plan on doing besides like? Are you going to go on? Uh, you were on your, the n- newspaper down there as well. Too. Yeah, yeah. I've got maybe a full page. Now, when they were writing that up, what did you tell them? That just you can't explain it. 
what have they basically well, I said the best thing for you to do if you is to ring the opticians up. They'll tell you medically better than me. So we did. <laughs> and they can't explain it. No, because I've never seen it like it ever. Are you are you doing more tests to be able um that they want to run you through the ringer to see what it could possibly be? I've got to go and see top perspective. I've got an appointment to um this is this, this is just a copy letter that to go and see a specialist in there at Liverpool. <clears throat> so until I go and see him, I don't I, 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 I don't know. The guy said the optician said if we never had the the um Technology is looking behind your eye that we've got. Like this would be down as a miracle because it can't be explained, and people have put it down as a miracle. But I don't believe. Yeah, I might be wrong, but I'm not. I'm not a big believer in miracles. From you know, I don't know. I haven't got foggiest idea. I'm guessing. <laughs> if you're asking me that my pod has my podcast can restore sight, I'm gonna start charging people. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good idea. I know. I know. It's 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 uh, it's all odd. It's it's not not the, the only the only other thing to get. How can I explain? Well, this? were you seeing it before? Like, could you still see light out of it before we even chatted? Like that day, did it seem any different than the other days that have been in the past fifty something years in your body yeah. physically? That was the first when we were chatting. Was the first time that I started getting flashes of light, and that's why I was a bit before like that. or only during and after. When I was talking to you, okay, it started. It started. That's why I was a bit. If you notice, I was. Because I was going, I was trying to concentrate on what t- talking to you, and this this thing happening in a, in the eye that's never happened in fifty years, and I'm thinking, Chris, you should have told me to shut up. Be like, I'm seeing stuff again, and I'm like, what? What's happening? I should I would have stopped. That would have been a miraculous moment. But if there was, if if I didn't have any medical records of my eye, and uh, uh, no one would believe you. Yeah, that's be- that's what's like. You have proof to be able to show people, like, no, I could not see before this. How did you explain it to them? Like when they were talking about, like when they asked you about your vision. Well, they, 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 well, they knew I was blind be- because of me, of be- because of the videos he had of me I, two years ago. But I've got medical records going right the way back. Of I'm blind. You didn't I'm like. Blind. When they when they asked like what I asked you about like was your day different than it was before you didn't be like well I did this kids pop I don't want people messaging me saying like do you have healing powers I'm like no don't do don't put that no. on me okay no because I haven't I haven't I'm just as haven't got a clue why I can see but it's good <laughs> I wonder what that could possibly be there has to be an expert like did nothing hit because i've heard accounts of people getting hit in the head and then it coming back or something like that so oh, was that, I've, I've, I've had no hits on the head i've had nothing you find out your wife punched you in the sleep and just like just every night just punches you once possibly yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or an elbow <laughs> but uh, i know but there were some things when you're younger yeah um when i was when i was about 17 um we wanted to go. I wanted to go in the British Army. Now I'm glad they, I couldn't get in now because there's been dodging bullets in Ireland with friends of mine who went in. But um, things like that, you'd not, you sometimes I had to cheat eye tests to get you, you know, to wear. But you can't cheat them anymore because you do it in a different way. Because years ago they used to say, right, cover your right, cover, cover your good, your left eye. So I cover my left eye, uh, um, my left eye, like so. I, I'm blind as a cooch, but if you just open slightly your hands, which you can't see me doing, you can see through your hands. Yeah, now they got like a whole entire thing they put over your eye. Completely and different now. Yeah, you can't do it now. You just got to say, hold your hands up. Is there um anything that you have planned to do now that you can see out of that eye? Like, try, I, This is the thing. was like even doing a podcast to be able to sit down for the hour. I'm so gracious that you decided to because this has got to be an experience where like, I need to go make up for so much lost time of not having it. <laughs> There's so many things. It's my life nearly. See, where'd you start? I think it's good. The first time I've been able to see through a good 
German pair of binoculars. Good German oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I've got, I've got, I've got binoculars, right? I've got binoculars, right? But they're not the best. You, you know, but, but three hundred dollar binoculars, but it's not worth getting the best when you can only see that one lens, is it? Yeah. You can't get the use of them. But now I might cheat myself to a pair of German binoculars. Is um. Are they planning to do rehab or anything? Like, is your vision in that eye weaker or stronger than the one in the other one? It's when you say weaker or stronger, it's blurred, but all the lights there, I can see everything, but it's blurred, but nothing that appears. Um, gas, you know, glasses wouldn't fix, yeah. I, but I, they won't. It's no, he said, just let it leave it for a little bit, and then we'll eyesight you and we'll get you a pair of, you know proper pair of prescription glasses so that's what i'm waiting for but i know because i can see when you've got all the lice it's the lice is the main thing if you put a patch on your eye and walk around for six hours say you know half a day 12 hours notice how much lice you get returned when you take your patch off so if you can imagine what it was like after 50 years i was like that what's going on Put my hand over me good eye all the time, making sure I can see. Okay. I'm curious to see, like, what was their not explanation of what happened or saying I don't know, but what was like, are they hopeful that it's going to be permanent or do they think it's going to go away? It's gone. The, the, the blanket clot that you can see on the video, right, from two years ago, which has always been there up until this last week has gone and then he, he said it's gone I said I don't know I said oh let me see I said well you can because the blanket clot behind your eye it, it couldn't even be lasered because of the net behind it and all that you know it couldn't be done right it's gone and he said all we can think is it's disintegrated which they don't do and if it has disintegrated where's it gone why can't we, you know, there must be bits of blood about with a huge clot. And there isn't any, it's just gone. Gone. As if, it's like having a, 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 a he says to me, it's like having a tiger in a cage, looking away, looking back and the tiger's gone. Do you, um, you probably don't even necessarily want to dig into finding out the reason to it because, I mean, I'm as much bothered. as it's, I'm bothered because I want, I, I, it might be able to help others. And if I can do that, why not? But myself personally, as long as I can, this is how I can see, and I can't see any reason what, that it won't do it, that I won't be able to. See, I said, the first thing I said is a permanence would be able to see. He said, well, there's no, there's nothing there to stop it being, to do it. It's gone. Are you getting. The problem is gone. Are you getting questions or other people reaching out to you now that they've seen the newspaper article asking about like how this happened or? Yeah, on, on social media, you know what I mean? But the, yeah, it's no good me saying, well, I don't know. So I'd be guessing. <laughs> the, I, uh, well, the, opticians are getting, the opticians are guessing. I sent um, my uh, buddy your... um article and everything because he lives apparently really close to you he's like right down the road or something like that i messaged him he's like this guy's right down the road from me his um he follows you he's the amish inquisition his name's phil and i was like yeah it's insane this guy got his eyesight back i'm so happy for him because i was literally when you sent me that message i don't know you too well no of course i was happy for you i was like holy shit like congratulations man i couldn't imagine what it's like to have it finally restored after 50 something that's not something that no. happens every single day. That is a very, very rare, rare, and right now unexplainable thing. So I'm Unknown. curious. Not rare. Unknown. Yeah. Unknown. So I'm curious to see if more than just a newspaper article is going to be about you, if they're going to try and get like a, I mean, they, when you were doing the newspaper, were they asking like, what, what were they asking you? He said, well, do you know why you can't say it? No. I said, all I can tell you is that, on Sunday, I couldn't see a thing. And on Wednesday, uh, I can see. And I've, I've been like that for 50 years. 
I said, the best thing is to ask the opticians. So they said, don't you mind just asking about your medical? I said, not at all, though. So they did. Tell them it was out of the blank podcast. Out of the blank podcast healed my bit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but but you, you'd be the first ever podcast to interview someone whose eyesight's come back with no explanation. I've had... I bet, I bet there's none others. I've had, I think with when you sent me that i've had three guests like one guest found out he had diabetes through my show and actually lost weight and actually went blind for a month um because during his video he was like leaning back he looked like he was about to pass out but i've never met like just like how i didn't know you lost vision it's my first time meeting you so i don't know these things about you unless you well i don't tell anyone about my vision yeah there'd be be neighbors who don't know because when you you when you're being blind in one eye for that long you don't bother telling anyone it's just normal. It's normal. I just, it's well, 50 years. It's absolutely normal. So you don't even bother telling anybody. You just get on with it. But you tell some people when you suddenly you can go, I can see. How many of your friends have believed that you can see again and tested you on it? All of them because of the newspaper and they know me. You know, you know they know what type of person it was. <laughs> it wouldn't even then say, my brain to, to, to kid anyone. I, I, I don't believe in kidding anyone. What's the good of it? You just waste everyone's time, doesn't it? Yeah. You just waste everyone's time. I'm just explaining what has happened since I spoke to you. It's uh, bizarre. And um, the with- chances of you speaking to, to me that day and that happening are absolutely. Bizarre. Nothing strange in it, obviously coincidental, but a hell of a coincidence. It's a good one, hell too. <laughs> it's going to make it easier for you to find uh, iron bog sites a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I've been looking at me, some of these stones. I'm going to take some more photographs of some I, I haven't done. Um, I've got some photographs. You see, I can't put a photograph out of a, mo- of a mound from the distance because people will recognize it and I know what they'll do. They'll destroy it. Do you understand what I mean? I've got to be quite careful because people will just come along and rob them. I'm not not robbing them. I'm taking what I can, right? There's loads still left, loads of them, right? I've only properly dug into one, which, which was built through the the houses there now a while ago and that's when i found like the, the silver and the gold you should um if you end up getting on like another newspaper or someone else wants to write an article about you you should try and bring that up just so they can see something maybe learn something different maybe it might spark somebody's interest to write a whole different like i know you're interested into the how i got my vision back but there's this over here that a lot of people aren't looking into because of the fear of this actually might because that to me is like that's a piece of history that might be misconstrued all because of the optics of how it looks if that's attached to our history you know what i mean and i'm like that's very very important you can't hide all the blemishes you have to let some of that stuff in to have an honest history yeah of course very very uh, the hard to explain this these artifacts i've got a friend of mine said uh, he was studying one a few years ago and he said um, I don't believe in magic he said sorry he said things you don't understand can be put down as magic because we don't understand them it's not so much magic you know and he said they're magic so and I said where he said I, you see things in them I said I don't know what you mean. oh you see things in them all right it's very 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 odd it's something that I wouldn't come on your show and talk about straight away because people will go, crackpot, next page, nut, next page. But I don't, I don't think that's a problem with you. That's just a problem with society. Society has standards, and if you don't match like a suit, you don't match all this type of stuff, and they don't really care to listen to you, which is kind of crazy. But, I mean, I'm, I'm nuts, so, I mean, pff, whatever that means. But – with some of your artifacts now here's an idea 
some of the artifacts you have. Have you ever tried Google searching some of these images and finding out what these mean or what these relics could possibly be? Some of them, like um, the Venetian woman who was found in a river, was a giant like statue. She had no eyes, but she had a headband covering her eyes. She had big boobs. She had a big ass. It, all these types of things that was like seen as like fertility. And they thought for so long that this idol was a, a blessing that you'd give to someone who was going through fertility issues and it would help them conceive a baby. They later found out it was a child's doll. It was a, a, like a little action figure a kid would have. Have you looked up some of your relics and possibly seen if any of them have healing properties? I'm not saying that's it, but it's just a possibility of maybe after a while of holding on to these relics and working around them for so long that whatever magical powers or whatever they believed might have possibilities maybe i don't know i'm not saying i don't believe in magic but at the same time i'm not going to rule that out as a, a miraculous thing happens you kind of have to acknowledge all possibilities when you when you're studying things like be it what i've got or whatever if you can't look them up if they're unique and you found them and no one else has you can look on every single Website on there forever. You're not going to find them, are you? I've looked. You wouldn't believe. It. There's nothing. The only, the only item I found on the whole internet. I don't mean like not six months. I mean years. Like I've been to. Oh, I'm, um, the, we have uh, libraries. The public library, but we also have. Uh, Libraries you have to join, you know, really top of the range library. Hot, right? The only thing I ever found in an article of right, the item was, um, I don't know if I mentioned it last time, was the, the gun strop cauldron, which was found in a peapog in Sweden, I think in, in the 90s, I think, or the 80s, not long ago. And then um, they haven't got a clue what it is. It's not Viking. But it was in Sweden. And now that has got very, very similar iconography than mine. Very similar. Very similar. So if there's only one item, how many items have you found? Well, in the outside there, I've got them all. I have them stacked in um in in um plastic boxes and uh the, the, I've tried to sort them out, you see, because some are magnetic. Um, so, so I get the magnetic. magnetic? I've got magnetic stones. Oh, Dude, this is this is yeah. a this is a plot line to a movie. They're going to be like, the man got his sight back, and then we checked in his garage, and he's got all these ancient artifacts that he's just stockpiling. Yeah, and there uh, some of them are now the the ones that are magnetic. I'm not sure if the meteorites or not, but they're not magnetic enough to be me i'm not sure but they're carved and they're heavier like the heavier than they look um but if you found a meteorite two thousand years ago you'd say oh that was that's interesting and you pick it up obviously you know what yeah. i mean well listen the only thing the only stones you should find in my area the sandstone there's no other, the nearest limestone is the Lake District, and uh, the nearest granite is Yorkshire. We are on sandstone, nothing else, absolutely nothing else. So if you're in the middle of a field where there's never been any buildings, there's never been any nothing, right, and you suddenly start finding pieces of limestone this big carved and, and uh, um, emerald and uh, um, what's it called? Icelandic spa, which is huge pieces of glass, but which looks like glass. But when you, I, I, I took it to a, there's a, a guy up the road from us, and he, he blows glass. He's a glass blower, and people, it's like a small museum, you know. So I took it to him, and I said, "What do you make of that glass?" There? He said, "That's not glass." As he said, "That's not glass." He said, for, "And there's little bits of my, um, something on the bottom of the glass." He said, "That there." is growth he said that's a, a crystal he said and i found i looked and looked and looked and looked and it's probably Ar arctic spa they call it 
like big like like glass and the most i've got about eight pieces of obsidian now obsidian is the first first thing that that's um goes hard when a volcano goes off so when it comes out the first rock and everything that sets is obsidian it's the hardest it's the sharpest stone no i think it's sharpening diamond obsidian well they had they found an obsidian um knife in tutankhamun's tutankhamun's tomb made of obsidian well i've got those here I just, and I, I've, I've taken this this obsidian I took down to um, oh, just, I forget his name, but he's he's the he's the guy who valued the Sutton Hill, uh, the um, Staffordshire hoard, which was found not too long ago here. He Anglo-Saxon stuff over in Staffordshire. He valued that like absolutely top man. He's on the television quite a lot. Well, I met him down in. Um, at the museum that he worked, works out of, and he took it away from me like that because he he said it'll be um, hard hard glass, you know. I said no, it isn't. I said it isn't. So I took it down to him to show him, you know, and he went, "That it is obsidian." I said, "I'm not." He said, "Well, where was it?" I said, "It was there was three of them obsidian pieces, and they're all concentrated in different little places." And then I showed him some other stuff. And then he said, he said to me, he said, well, listen, off the record, you found something here. Just keep at it, but I can't help you. It's down to that. There's no finance. He said, my university, my museum now, we haven't even got money to buy a stamp to put on the letter. He said, so to get finance, you know, to, to look at what you've got, you've got no chance at all. Plus it's pagan, you know. So he said, just plod on with it. And I did. And I said, it's... soon I'll have, I don't know, but I'm plodding on with it. I'm not giving, that's all I do. Well, I should have gone to Thailand a few years ago on holiday with me, uh, with the wife and uh, a couple of friends. And I said, oh, no, I'm too busy here. Never went <laughs> because of these. <laughs> It just scares me a little bit because everything with funding with older arts now or just digging up the past, like paleontology, archaeology, all this, it's only going to keep getting worse because the era of people don't want to find out the other parts of history because the deeper they go, the more they hate it. And then at the same time, everyone's obsessed with space now. So it's like everybody's either trying to get onto the moon or some of them like, yeah, but we barely have discovered what's here. I like space. It's cool. I'd rather look into the oceans. But we're missing a major factor that we're still there's a lot of this earth that we have not discovered yet. There's secrets that it probably has to offer, but nobody's really spending the time that's funded. You're not funded. You're doing this all out of your own pocket. Yeah. It's, and, and it's if, if I had if I had if I was funded, I'd be a lot more advanced where I am now because I can go and get the stones. It's like, what's that? What's that? What's that? I mean, you know, but it's seventy pound per go per item. You know, it's and I go. <laughs> but one day someone will come along and go, can can, can I move? Can I move my my, my my laptop and just show you one of these yeah, things? Yeah, Like now, this one is you can. It takes two people to lift this, so that's why it's still where it is. I'm and hoping your start. internet holds while we move outside. Yeah, well, it should do. Hang on. So, as we can do, can I just start? As a, got a long backyard. <laughs> yeah, nice. You see that? You see that there? Yeah. Right. Nice. All that. Now, it's only what, two and a half foot big. And then, then his computer. Oh, there it's we just, go. You can't move it, but... I can't really show you. You see it? Holy shit, that's huge. Right? Now that was the, that that was at the tip at the top. <laughs> what just happened was like when the Titanic saw the iceberg. I saw the tip and then you moved back a little bit and I saw the whole thing. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Well that's all. That's all. Uh, that, that was, I found that in the middle of the field. 
Not only the way that gets in the middle of the field is someone's pocket. Yeah, they don't go on their own. That's crazy. So now I understand why, like, there's not a lot of funding, obviously, to be able to open up to these types of things, much like we talked about on the first episode with the history behind it, too. Probably a lot of people don't want to learn about. But how is something like that even being hidden? Like, that seems like an like that immediately when you showed me that something inside of me just like sparked up of like, I want to go find more of this shit. So I'm like wondering why this isn't a giant push for a lot of people, whether they want to publish it or not. It's still cool to be able to find things of that sort and at least learn more about it because it actually might help in some type of way. Well, it's this is, it's history that we should know about, but we don't know about it. I think the reason it's hidden hard to see is because the Celts, Celts didn't want to to find it especially the Romans. They didn't want anyone to find it, so they've put it here. they put it in this area, all of it. This, it's where they're buried, they're, they're dead, and they've hidden everything here, away from the Romans or anyone, because it's a, ha, you couldn't come here unless you knew the river, like the back of your hand. And then, then Celtic Druids only lives, only lives, <laughs> Anglesey's 32 miles now. Like then it's probably well, at least 10 of it. So there's 20 to probably more. Are, um, anyway. With your newfound sight in your eye, are you going to, are you looking forward to going back to looking through those field or those sites again and being able to actually see everything? Maybe you might find some more stuff you missed the first time. And the artifacts. Hmm. Because I'm just going to see them even better now. I've got the, the, what I'm going to do next few days I'll, um, I'm getting a lot of them represent what they call legless warriors with helmets and what a legless warrior with helmets is and that is the head side profile of the head of a warrior and they put these all around the mounds which I presume as soldiers to help the warrior or whoever gets to wherever they're going but <laughs> the that's what I'm, that's my theory, but whatever they are, there's something on the Celtic, I think. They must be Celtic, unless there's a completely other race of people who we don't know about. And I think, I don't know if that's going too far, but I think they've got something to do with these picks from Scotland as well. I don't know why. They were odd people. And I think there's something to do with them. I don't know. Or did they they hear? I've got a piece of bog iron there. Don't you just go and get a piece of bog iron for you? Put yeah, if you want. Side. Two seconds. Two yeah. Seconds. And for the listeners, hopefully, if Chris is listening to this, I'm so happy you have your sight in that one eye back. That's awesome. It's crazy. But I didn't do it, obviously. So don't put that in my head. That's a big ego issue I'll have. <laughs> you see this? That's holy bog cr- iron. I'm thinking like a smaller thing. You got a giant like um, that. That looks like it goes this, in an aquarium. This is a small, this is a small one to some. To some. There's the strange things on it. Like, see this? When you look at it closely, you can see it's all made up of strange things. And the color is, it's well, it's nearly brown, if you can see the color. Yeah. Right? That's quite a small piece. What they do, they smash that up to smaller pieces. Then they put it into a, a, a blue furnace. <laughs> And just keep pulling it in with charcoal. So they put same amount of charcoal in, same amount of bog iron in, right? And from all that, they get a 40% iron bloom. It was their best, by far, best way to produce iron. And the iron was of a much better quality than, than mined iron. They were way more advanced than we thought. Yeah. And they don't know anyone else but the Vikings. They've done this, but I think, I don't know. I think other people have used it. Mm. Celts. But the, you see, they've found hardly anything Celtic. So it's different. They've found hardly next to nothing on the, mm. on the uh, Anglesey but the Celts, and that's where they lived. I'm telling you that when you get these, if somebody contacts you about doing something like this, you just need to show them 
this little stuff too. Like, did, did you think about that when they were interviewing you for this? The eye thing? No. I know you're so happy right now, but I mean, did, this is the best time to show them like, hey, now that you're going to get some attention, you can put this on a bigger thing. Because if you send an email before any of this happened, you're not going to get any response back. But now that people are coming to you for something, yeah. you can now add this in to be like, hey, there's this too. If you want to publish something about lost history or something like that, there's all this. And then that opens up this world. Next thing you know, you're getting documentaries written about you, about how you did all this discovering. It's mostly going to be about the eye thing, but then they're going to go to this and they're going to find all that. And it's going to be crazy. Yeah. I know it's it, it's it's quite exciting to be honest. It's um, the the way you find this. I don't think anyone in the country's found Bob Iron, <laughs> except me. But there was um, the guy who does documentaries on BBC One Time Team. He went looking for it about five or six years ago on one of his um, one of his shows. Uh, he went looking for it, but they were looking in the the. the the peat bogs in the um, moorlands. I couldn't never found any, and I couldn't understand that because a, vi a Viking wouldn't be would never venture too far from his boat, his ship. As it, you know, we used to carry him on the backs to get with them. So they're not going to go up a mountain. I can't anyway. They never found any bog iron. So when I found this stuff, I, I I thought no one else has ever done this, and I put it on the internet. Anyone else? No one ever found bog iron in England, Britain. Well, the Vikings did. <laughs> well, your your their type of thinking of thinking to check the mountains is where usually they find something. Is like they always find an artifact in a mountain. It might be where they found one or two, but who's to say that more actually might be in the more obvious location? Which you said a Viking never travels far from their boat. That's out of the blank thinking right there. Like a lot of people think inside of a box or think in a very small perspective view. That was thinking on a grand scale. I would have never even thought of. Yeah, Vikings don't travel that far from their boat. That means they're going to be more scattered around near the water or the river. Exactly. What I do, and, and there's not enough people do it, what I do, just put yourself in their shoes. Just say, right, I'm them. It's that time. But this is what I've got, right? I've done that. That's how I worked out. Did the Celts come here? If you look, if you put yourself in their shoes at that time, with a Roman legion or two Roman legions just over the, the straits, which is a, a, a half a mile wide, fast water, and you look at the map, right? There's nowhere else to go. They come here. But if you didn't know the topography of this area then, right, which you wouldn't know, you'd think, oh, well, why would they go there? It's too built up. It's that, that. Well, it wasn't then. Well, this area is so... Liverpool, although it's the greatest seaport in the world, it wasn't... It's late compared to most of them. It didn't start... I think it was 1500s it started because the River Mersey, the greatest river on, in the air, was a, was a bog... Because on the golf map, there's a Roman road going across it. And when they'd done the, the docks, the, the latest docks they'd done, they found the, the old Roman road coming out of the river. But it was, it wasn't, a, it's got to be the, the, um, they drag the river mersey of sand permanently to keep the sand down. Because, it, because it, Liverpool Bay is just sand. That's all it is, sand. So the sand used to be land. Most of it. I'm wondering if it's like the lapis lazul. Um, it's pretty to look at, but it's not worth anything. But people They're consider it. Anything. People consider it like a heavy thing that you want to pay for because they like how it looks. And bog iron, what you just showed me, doesn't exactly look appealing to our eyes, so we don't consider it valuable. You know, that's how we base a lot of things. Is it shiny? Is it valuable because it looks pretty? Really, it might be a more useful tool, which is very, very why we look at it like, why aren't they looking into this? Because it does, nobody ever thought to use it for anything but the Vikings. They saw in the harsh, brash appearance of what it looked like, it had a useful tool to it. A lot of people saw something shiny and they say, I can make something out of that. Not, I see something covered in dirt until we made diamonds under you know? the ground. Yeah. In the peat bog. Yeah. That's well. 
it was a lot easier to find that and make iron bloom from that than it was to mine it and get um, but that's they went to Greenland, the Vikings, they might they, they, they mined bog iron in they, well I call it harvested because it comes back. So they harvested bog iron in Greenland and now we think that they've gone to America, North America and harvested it there. So that's how important it was. I think it was probably seconds of gold. They, 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 had, they worshipped iron. That was it, iron, 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 you know. For it's the worship dying, and they've gone. If they've gone to America and Greenland, like they found this, there's only all the what you know what I mean. Yeah. There were seafarers that knew exactly where this was, and they've come in the view. I think they've been here for about they were, they were here in 1066, and they, they didn't say anything about them going anywhere. So, say they went say they left in 1100. And from some say they were here from seven hundred, seven, eight, nine, four hundred years. Well, like we we talked the first time, they don't just disappear. No, they don't. They then for some reason, if if they come over in seven hundred or eight hundred, I think in the, in our history books, the first Viking landings was seventy seven ninety, I think, and that was Lindisfarne, where they raided Lindisfarne, but. If you read other ones, there's Viking graffiti, ruin, ruins graffiti in um, Istanbul, where the Romans were at, at, um, at some type of uh, meeting area, right? And there must have been um, Roman um, Viking people around them, you know, and this, this, this Viking has put ruins in runic script, what it was. But I can't remember what it was, but apparently the, the Vikings there, they were bodyguards to the to the some of the Romans. So if you're going back to the to, to the Romans, you know, to two thousand years ago, right? And and um they said they only come here in in seven ninety. Well they'd have to go come past here to get there. So they must know. Do you understand if they, they said they, they, they said that the first time the Vikings landed in this country, 790 Lindisfarne, yet there's Roman, there's, there's Viking graffiti in Istanbul when the Romans were there, when it was Byzantine. Well, that's 2,000 years ago. So, and they'd have to come past here. They'd have to wave to come past here to get there. So I don't know. It doesn't sound quite right, that, does it? How are they explaining that, or are they just ignoring it? <laughs> Don't explain it, Denise. Like I've said to you, the worst thing that can happen is to the wrong information to go in a history book. Because as soon as that information is in that history book, well done. Liverpool Archaeology Society won't talk to me. Because they said that all the pits, thousands of them, are mall pits. And I said, they're not. And he said, yes, they are, because it says in Lord Brundle's day-to-day -day diary from 1711, seven, uh, I said, no, I've read it a few times. I said, the reason he thought they were mild pits is because he went over to his cousins who lives in Chester, Cheshire, a, a, a bit away, and he had mild pits because there was a limestone seam going through where the mild pits were under the ground, because you need limestone. To make marl, it's a it's a chemical process. It's to do with the lime as well. So I said, so there's no lime here at all. I said every single farmer in the area will tell you there's no marl because there can't be marl because there's no lime. So how can there be marl pits? And he went, it doesn't matter. It's it's down. It's history, and that's it. And put the phone down. <laughs> because how many how many reasons if these pits right? Bomb craters. Bomb craters. My dad lived here in the war. There wasn't one bomb, right? So not bomb craters. Two uh, clay pits for the clay to line the canal. Yeah. That was Cornish silk clay, right? So not them. And there's thousands of them. And some of them are that far from the canal, you wouldn't believe it. And then, um, so that, that's them. But when you tell them, but the bog iron pits, because you found the bog iron in all of them, right? Mm -hmm. You go on. It's down now anyway, so that's it. What'd you do? 
It's well, down. <laughs> it's annoying. So how many times has that happened in, in history books around the world? I wonder. You would think they would change it, but they're not going to. They won't change it because they'll... Do you know what? Most of these, not all of them, but a lot of the, these archaeologists and that who work for these museums and universities, it's all down to the, the status. Yeah. That's what it's all down to. And if they find, if something's down in a history book, it's found it's not to be true. That's what it's all about. Where, in my situation, I don't care. Because even if... I don't care. All I, I, I just think it's a good idea to put down in history what we really are. I, I agree with you on that too. But look, you know, we are a bog iron pitch. That's what they are. Eventually, we will win that fight. But the fight that we do have to celebrate is the fact that you have vision in your eye. Uh, That's I nice. Good, isn't it? Look, <laughs> if if you get down to the fact of why that happened then we can get down to the fact of why that people are ignoring this so much. Well, the, the only other, other thing that happened to me when about myself, which I thought was very, very odd, and I had a slight, how can I say, strange feeling. Not, I don't know how to explain it, but it's a feeling when that was told to me. When I was 50, so 11 years ago, in this country, you go, if you want, you can go for this 50-year-old uh, medical. And basically, you go into hospital, they put you there, there's about five or six nurses around you, because I was having a laugh, <laughs> right, all around you, and then, boom, you start testing you. It's a bit uncomfortable, but 15 minutes later, they've got, they basically know how you, you know, how, how, how you are. And the head nurse, the staff nurse, went all finished, she said to me, she went, it's good to see people of your age who have never smoked. And I went, pardon? She says, your age, usually people smoke from, you know, your age. I said, I've smoked like, I said, I've smoked like a trooper since I was about 14. I said, I only started smoking about 10 a day when I was 45. I said, so there's something wrong there. She went, checked. And she went, no, you've got lungs like and someone who's never had a cigarette in the life. And that's just strange, isn't it? You're but, fucking magic. <laughs> that's, is what on, it is. that's on record as well. That's now, that, nuts. Yeah, I know it is. Nuts. Because Alex Simons, like a trooper, love. Like a trooper, I've smoked a I've got ciggies there. I'm down to have one. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> so I'm just being honest. Yeah. But on the record, because she checked again, she didn't know. She said, you've got to, I said it. She said to me, it's good to see someone your age who's never smoked. And I was wrong. <laughs> Bro, Don't know. They need and a, there was a, a they, slight, the same thing with me. I, I don't know. I think uh, you might be an exception to the rules. I don't, well, why should I be? It's perfectly ugly person. Getting on with life, like yourself. Why should I, why? Never done any. I've never. It's it. It comes to you when you don't want it. That's the thing. Is that's how life works. Is that you don't want to be that, but that's what ends up happening. If it's for the good, it'd be good. But it has to be for the good. There's no good things happening just to one person. Is that? But then again, that that guy, the guy who loved them stones, he said, "I don't understand it, but it's magic." He said, it's not magic because it's just something that we don't understand. He said, but then this thing, and this guy was, he's an educated guy, you know, he's, he's not a uh, working class like myself. Hmm. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, you know, and he never looked at them again. Well, well, Chris, um, I appreciate you for giving me your time today. Um, we're, but before we wrap it up and everything too, I want to make sure you can say your links again, but also we're going to have you back on again. This was just like an, an emergency because yeah, of yeah. everything that had transpired. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, will, but I, I hope it's good to the, to your cast, to the podcast and that, because it's interesting enough. It's I'm, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, everything's interesting in its own way. And that is definitely one that hits the books for sure, because that's never, that's an unknown rare occurrence is something like that has ever really happened. 
And I mean, it's, it's good talking to you again. I, like I said, I want to have you back on when I can do a little bit of my own research and also we can do more of a bog iron site type uh, style podcast as well too. But seriously, man, thank you for coming back on, uh, especially, you know, taking the time out of your day now that you have vision back in your eye and everything too. Um, but where can people find your links? This is just your Twitter and your Pinterest, right? Yeah, but the Pinterest shouldn't even be linked to me, Twitter. Uh, I, I just, listen, Rob, I've talked to you and done this all by myself on the computer, right? That's good for me. Believe me, that's good for me. That's all you need. You don't need to be more advanced than that. People have their homes talk to them, and I'm like, no, thank you. Well, I do because I should be able to, I should link me Twitter and that to, Mind you, I've, I've been asking my daughter to do it for the last 10 years, but they're busy, aren't they? <laughs> well, look, I'll make sure I link everything in the description. Is there anything you want to let the people know out there before we end the podcast? Yeah, I'll keep I'll keep you and um, everyone informed on what goes on when I meet, when I um, go and see this specialist guy and uh, see what he says. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Out of the Blank. Stay tuned for another episode.